How's it, everybody? This is Anton Marshall from Ericode, and you're listening to the Ericode Bytes podcast. As a South African songwriter and performer and former entertainment journalist, I am eternally fascinated by creative artists' work in all disciplines. In this podcast, I chat with artists and various role players and experts about their work, ideas, challenges, approaches, and workflow. It's about learning from each other and discovering new people, strategies, and approaches to follow and explore. We're on the line today talking to one of the uh, legends of South African and Cape Town music, Mr. Paul Blum of Terminatrix. Paul, thanks for joining us. Hey, Anton, it's a pleasure, man. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons at least, we're talking today is you've recently celebrated an important anniversary, uh, 20 years of Terminatrix. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, 20, flies, man flies. <laughs> 20 years is a fairly long time in terms of South African bands being active. Uh, can you offer perhaps uh, just some impressions of what that 20 years has felt like for you? Man, sure. Uh, so much has happened in that time. It's just, I guess, you know, to us it's just a matter of it's something we started to do just to have fun and doing it on our terms, do the kind of music we want without, you know, trying to fit in anywhere. And we just, yeah, just been doing it that way ever since. And that's the, that's the, that's the best way. Otherwise, you know, you, you have expectations or you're trying to squeeze into something you're not, you'll more than likely be disappointed or, you know, think that you're going to be like a, a top 10 radio chart kind of band when you don't play pop music is just delusional so we don't have any of those delusions and yeah we just create whatever music we feel like creating and yeah as long as we're happy with it then it's cool and if other people also like it which some of them do then it's even better how did the whole thing start or come about what was the whole idea who was there at the beginning when you tell us about that story Right, it was uh, Sonia and I met at the, um, it was the only Opie Copy they had in, was it in Worcester or Wellington? Was it Worcester? Ooh, talking a long time ago now. 2,000 great trek thing that they did. Um, I don't know if they were thinking of doing Opie Copy um, every year, but it was just, they, I think a test, did a test drive and then that was that. So luckily we both went to that festival and I met her there and things just, grew from there and we moved in together and then in about yeah, in 2002 um, we were just sitting around you know there's all this kind of crap like at that time it was like stuff like Atomic Kitten and those kind of mm. really really cool mm. pop girl groups like, uh, like the, the female versions of boy bands and then we were just sort of joking thinking then maybe need something with something with some more balls with well yeah yeah, female female group with some more balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then so I sort of sat around and just created some songs. And um, at the time, uh, Sonia and Christina Storm, big friends, good friends, who just living, she was living around the corner from us in um, Three Anchor Bay. So we saw each other often with some some photo shoot projects together. And then chatted with her, and she, yeah, she was very keen to get involved as well, to have this sort of uh, dual female, kind of more hardcore type 
uh, band and the music and too, too sure what the music was going to be like. But at that time, um, well, in the, in the 90s, I went to Europe with a band, VOD, playing drums with VOD. Mm-hmm. We toured Europe, recorded an album for our German label, and I bought a bass guitar when I was there. And came back and just did some experimental stuff with my, my solo project called Fate. And so that kind of Fate experimental thing was sort of the basis of the music. It was just a, a bass guitar with distortion and programmed drums and stuff. Um, and so I just created a couple of songs, just a sort of a test drive, and they liked it and yeah, created some, some vocals for it and uh, doing some demo recordings, and it actually didn't sound too bad, and we were having fun doing it. But then... Um, did a photo shoot, and but then uh, Christina dropped out. It wasn't uh, she didn't have too much time to to devote yeah. to it, yeah. and she also got pregnant shortly after that. And then she moved up to Joburg. So it was just Sonia on her own. So we were thinking of maybe just getting another female vocalist in as well, but then it wasn't really needed. So we just just had Sonia as the as a sole vocalist, and um, yeah, we just created more songs and a friend of ours, um, Tom, um, American guy who was living in Namibia and moved down to Cape Town. He was on guitar. I was on bass guitar. Um, and old friend, sort of a old, old friend of Sonia's, Ronnie Balcher, um, I knew him from the band Gremlich. Oh, yes. Malcolm, oh, yeah. Malcolm and Ronnie's band. <laughs> uh, like a gothy, goth metal band. Um, he came in on drums. And then we got our first show. Um, the guys from Alter Ego, uh, Lee Wilson, he also did all those, those orgasmic tracks compilations. Yes, question yes, yes, I remember those. Those yeah. are very popular around, you know, sort of a goth disc, more goth in electronic, EBM, industrial disc, and one with like more metal stuff. I think they released about four, four of those volumes. Um, yeah, they, they brought Diary of Dreams out in 2003. So our very first live shows, I mean, we didn't have any plans for live shows until they contacted us and wanted to see if we want to, to be one of the support bands for Diary of Dreams, uh, the German dark wave band, mm. quite popular at the time under the, in the goth community. And, you know, the thing with the Matrix, we've got this, it's kind of got like a gothy angle to it, it's got some sort of industrial, kind of metal, sort of rock, it's, it's got these sort of bits of everything, so you can never really pin it down as, you know, someone who's into total industrial stuff probably might not like it as much because it's not, you know, just it's not just electronics and distortion and things. But it's uh, it's this weird mix of stuff that we like, and um, so yeah, we just um, we just uh, it just kind of grew from there, and um, um, I moved to guitar, and Tom yeah, Tom moved to he went to moved to I think Scotland or somewhere in the UK, I think we went to Scotland. So then I had to kind of switch over to guitar and I had to kind of learn guitar. Well, I, I can't really say that I could play bass. I can't say that I still I can't play guitar yet either. I just <laughs> I mess around and make it sound right. That's <laughs> the best way to do it. <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, I, I fiddle about and if it sounds fine to me, then it's good enough. Um, but yeah, so then I switched. I switched to guitar as well, just for recordings and stuff. But for live, we still we still had uh, needed a guitarist, and then 
Um, we played the very first um, Ramfest. Mm. What year was that, man? Like 2006 or something? I don't Sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. In 2006-2007. But then um, we met Patrick Davidson uh, from Mind Assault and um, it was also the very early early years of the Metal for Africa. We met him via MySpace um, before everyone dumped MySpace for, for Facebook. We met quite a few people that way. And um, yeah, so Patrick joined us on guitar and that was the lineup for 10 years. Me, Sonia, um, Ronnie, and Patrick. Amazing. In all this stuff, now you mentioned MySpace, but uh, you're also oh. <clears throat> you're also very active uh, you know, on Facebook. For those of us that are on Facebook, and you all you guys always seem to have something going on. Obviously, there's a lot of fun to be had. But what would you say is the balance of fun against or versus work for you? In terms of how much fun you have versus how much it feels like work. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, no, work, work, fun. If you don't combine those, I guess you go a bit nuts. Uh, yeah, it, um, yeah, um, you have to put in the work, but if it's not something you despise, then you know, then it, then it's no problem doing it. It's just sometimes, I guess, it becomes autopilot. You just have to do certain things, mm. and if you just bend it to be more fun then yeah i guess i guess it, it you can get away with not just discarding it and saying okay now i've had enough and just and just move on and ultimately if it's something that you've that you've created yourself that, that has become i guess sort of a part of your identity that it's just that's just who you are you wake up and that's that's what you do um it just becomes i guess it's easier i mean obviously there are days where it's oh when it becomes a bit more of a drag when when you kind of have to do something when you're maybe not in the mood, but I mean that's just life right? yeah. <laughs> for everyone and anything. <laughs> you guys put such a lot of effort into not only the music but the visual presentation of the band. Um, where do those ideas, or what informs those ideas for you, and do you enjoy that as much as uh, making the music? Yeah, I mean to us that goes hand in hand. I mean. Obviously, I mean, hearing it is one thing, but then it's, the world has just become such a such a visual thing. Some people they probably don't even know what some bands sound like, but they know what they look like. So, you know, if you just from the start we put effort into just you know, not just being guys in denims and white t-shirts on the stage <laughs> or wearing techies, you know, we, you know, outfits had some stuff made across the years, you know. Always kind of black, dark stuff, PVC, leathers, all kind of coats. You know, interesting, interesting things. Sometimes it look a bit like something out of the Matrix, but then I was sort of part of part of the plan. But um, just something out there, something not too crazy, but just more di just different to 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 the day to day. And um, that just, I mean. We've, we're all interested in movies. I mean, I went to film school straight out of university in, mm. Uh, mm. in the early early nineties. So we're always keen to create any kind of movie-related stuff. So you know, when we had a song that we feel is a song we like, we you know, create a video for it, and I sometimes put huge effort into it, like turning Sonia into a werewolf and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> 
by some virus. And uh, we just recently uh, shot a video for one of our new songs, Saker, Afrikaans song. We, we had um, we've got Paul Rickard from Batreinecha on as guest vocalist. So we um, decided to do a video for that and then flew him down to Cape Town to shoot the video. And we just, just finished shooting it this last week and we did the performance shot. So the editing will be will be going now when there's man, if that's the other thing, just getting getting time for all of this and all the people and friends. I mean, we we try to direct these things as much as possible ourselves, but you know, all the peripheral stuff you need you need I mean I've also been editing for years, so usually I edit it myself, but then Sometimes you need to call in friends to assist you, like our friend Thomas Dorman, also known as Dr. Benway. Many people will know his photography. Mm-hmm. Um, we got him in as the cinematographer, director of photography on, on this one, and he had a lot of fun with it. Um, but I was going to edit it, but he was keen to edit it, so I said, Paul, go ahead and you know, you can shoot and edit it. So he's got sort of his fingers in it completely, and he's very excited to do that. But, you know, it's also a case of... Uh, he works on feature films and stuff, so um, doing design uh, for him to get time. Uh, that is, the, we're looking at sort of mid-October, so we're giving it enough time for him to just get the edit done and then also get it graded by another good friend of ours, Leon Fisser. You know, you might might have a cool idea and it's shot well, but then once it's edited, you still need to you know, put the finishing touch on it, so mm. give it a color grade. As always, you know, you always have to be a jack of all trades with doing indie music on all levels. You have That's to true. play it yourself, you have to write it yourself, you have to record and mix and master it yourself, like we do. Yeah. And it's the same, the same with the with the shooting and making the videos. And you just have to do everything yourself. But I haven't been, I haven't really dug into the the color grading as much. So we were very happy to pass it on to. A professional friend like Leon to, you know, make it look just right. And um, yeah, it's, uh, we're looking forward to it. There's going to be some some interesting shots in there that we were we were thinking of going not explicit, but ex- extreme enough for it. definitely. I mean, no one's going to screen our videos on on TV. On TV. <laughs> Yeah. So we thought, let's just make sure that it will definitely not happen with it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some, yeah, there were some elements there that we were intended to include, but which is, I mean, we just turned it down for the for the artistic feel of the video. But yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it. But some, we'll be right. dropping teasers and some spills and some some bits down the line that people will get an idea what it's going to be about. But yeah, um, we'll be providing uh, links in the description as well to where people can, can follow the news yeah, about you guys yeah. and stuff like that. Now, yeah, old Paul Rickard will be, will be doing some acting in it as well. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a very, he's a very um, um, how can I put it? He's not, he's not a recluse. He's a, he's a very, like, First, and uh, he keeps himself to himself. He's yeah. a very private guy, and you know, so and we haven't seen him in such a long time since um, since Hayter passed away, and Batanecha hasn't played live since. So I mean, he's done lots of recordings and stuff, but um, yeah. And then we also actually, sorry, I didn't mention when we flew him down for to shoot the video, we he guessed. I did a guest spot on our sh- uh, performance at the Metal for Africa show as well. 
That's we, right, yeah. We, we, thought we timed it around the same weekend, so that was very cool because he's done two remixes of two of our songs and then the Saker song, so he was on stage for, for three songs, which is, I'm sure, very cool for Batrini fans who haven't seen him on stage in quite a long time. Through the years, uh, we've heard news, those of us that are once again that follow the news with regards to Terminatrix, you guys have had amazing uh, opportunities and uh, uh, collab- for collaborations with some very, very famous global artists even as well. I mean, whether it was a, f- a case of playing in support of them or getting tracks remixed by them, I wondered if you can mention some of your favorites, one or two of your favorite uh, uh, occasions for meeting some of your heroes, or perhaps getting a track worked on by one or two of them. Um, yeah, no, we've uh, we've opened for this like this Diary of Dreams at that time. Sonia was a big a big fan of theirs, and um, you know, we got to open for Ministry, um, Martin Devil and his Six Six Sputnik spin-off, Six Six Sputnik Electronic. Um, we opened for Sheep on Drugs. Um, all very cool people. Um, the Envy Nation, they were a bit more snobby. They sort of just sat in the back and didn't, didn't communicate with anyone. And their, and their crew were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah it, it, was, it was not a very cool show, but it's fine. Now we can at least say we opened for VNB Nation. So what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, yeah, but then, you know, like with... with uh, and meeting Martin and and his partner Johan, um, uh, we spent some time with him and chatted. And you know, just you know, ask doesn't cost anything. So you know, we just asked him, "Hey, would you be keen to do a remix for for one of our songs?" I said, "Yeah, why not?" So you know, that was that. And then um, the 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 guys on all the all the electronics. Um, uh, Lloyd Price, he's also in a group called The Friction. Mm-hmm. Um, we connected with him, and then, I mean, he was a part of um, 66 Sputnik Electronic for a bit, and then not anymore when he started The Friction. So he's done very, did a very cool remix for one of our songs um, with Martin, but then he also did one later um, for our second album, because every time we do an album, we also do a full remix album of it. Um, mm. And that yeah, so that's included so the same with Sheep on Drugs when we played with them, we chat with them and they said, yeah, they'll do a remix for us as well. And you know, some guys in Austria, some guys in Greece, like the modern e-quartet, like the sort of kind of string quartet remixing our song, which is extremely interesting. Um, local guys, like I said, Paul, Paul Rickett from Batraniecha did a couple of remixes for us. And then also uh, Keaton, also known as Grimehouse. He's done two for us, and his stuff is always interesting and more hardcore than just sort of regular kind of chill remixes, which we don't really have too many chill remixes. <laughs> Although we did um, Sonia's, Sonia's um, sort of dark, again, I don't know what you can call it, it's kind of like a goth acoustic project that she has with Marine Dorman. They did a, like an acoustic version of one of our songs, um, yeah, so so every single song that we've released on an album has a remix version, and it yeah, it just it just makes it fun. I mean, some people they're very precious about their songs and don't want anyone to touch it. Um, mm. 
but we uh, we don't give a shit. We just it's it's cool. We can you know something new comes out of it. It's as if you're doing a collaboration with someone, but instead of doing it at the genesis of the song, it's a whole new creation. So we we do see a remix as a collaboration because we kind of give people the raw material just to go mad. Sometimes they they use very little, like um, like Greg Nutter, another friend of ours, who was a drummer in some death metal bands back in the day, he became like a trance DJ. Um, they remixed uh, the Jekyll and Hyde project, they remixed one of the songs, and it had so little of the original song left, just some, some sort of a little piece of the lyrics, but you know, that's cool. It's just, it turned into this completely different, different thing. And then, um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, to us, even sometimes we, we like the remixes so much that we we end up playing them live. So we mm-hmm. do live versions of the remixes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, we just like doing that. And no one can tell us not to do it, so we do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. With 20 years on the clock now, um, mm. you certainly don't show any signs that, that you know, that it's that there's fatigue setting in or that it's coming down to a close. What what more do you want to achieve with Terminatrix, Paul? Hey, man, like I said, like when we started, it was to have fun. So if it's, if it stops being fun, I think we'll probably just kind of phase it out. But that hasn't happened yet. So we've got no, got no deadline to say, okay, another 10, another 20. I mean, hey, it will go as long as we can. And... Um, like I say, it's a part of us. So without it, we can. We'll probably have more free time. But then, what will we? <laughs> if we stop it, what will we be doing with that free time? You know, watch, watch more shows on streaming channels. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of that's kind of useless time. It's fine for relaxing, but you know, you you you'll have you'll feel that that um, uh, kind of a empty abyss of you need to create something. So it will just be this hole that will be sitting there and you know, go, why did you now give this up when it's something that you just, you know, you kind of compelled to do it. You have to do it. It's a, it's a part of us and you need a creative outlet. And with this being, you know, besides the, the music side of it, it's the, the visual side, you know, we can we create on all levels and the, the artwork of the covers, it's all it's all an integral part, and it's just you know people are different. People are cre- creative in different ways. Some people like to do sort of crafting things and do something with wood or fabric, you know, paint any anything. And it doesn't mean you don't have to you don't have to sell it. You don't have to get people to say, oh, it's fantastic. You know, you do it because it's it, it's a creative outlet that you need, and and you have to do it. It's a compulsion. You can't. For us, we can't exactly live without it. So if we don't do Terminatrix, we'll be some be doing something else similar. But we have been doing it for such a long time; it's it's gotten a life of its own. So we just, yeah, it's just something we have to do. Unfortunately, for some, we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to me today. Um, it's a fascinating journey. Uh, Terminatrix is like one of the the staples of of the Cape Town sort of dark dark side of the music scene. Um, and yeah, all I can say is, man, you know, keep on going on. You, you, you guys have done such amazing work for the last twenty years, and I hope it continues. And once again, thank you very much for talking to me today. Thanks, man.
For more fascinating chats about Ericode work and artists, listen to Ericode Bytes on your favorite streaming service. Simply look for Ericode Bytes, that's Bytes with a Y, on Spotify, Deezer, or any other streaming service, or find Ericode on YouTube for all your podcasts, Ericode music, and more. Also, remember to hit like and subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. It really helps the channel and lets me know that you're out there. My name is Anton Marshall. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.